I'm not even going to waste any time with the normal bullshit that we do on this show because we have a fucking stacked cast right now. There you go, Mike C. Swear away. Uh, Love it. Love it. Welcome, everyone, to the Past Control Podcast, a show where a couple of best friends talk about the latest in video games and nerd culture. Sometimes we have guests, and one of those nights is tonight. We, of course, are joined by some lovely folks who I was just with not too long, a week ago. What is today, Thursday? A week ago, we were all together. Wednesday? Exactly a week Six ago. Longer? I don't know. Jesse's a giggle, giggle, giggly guy right now. What's going on <laughs> over there? You sent me the funniest <laughs> Oh, you got it already? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. How dare you? How dare you have right. a good time in my sorry. presence? This is ridiculous. My I don't fault. need to apologize. There's no, there's no, this, I, I love it. I just, I see my guy giggling up. I gotta, I gotta know. I'm, I'm jealous. I want part of the giggles. Uh, I'll, but, I'll share it your way. Ooh, we have <laughs> I'm, a stack. I'm, I'm dropping it, General. Dropping oh, it. We have a stacked cast tonight. Having a great time. We're going to reminisce a little bit about PAX East and who knows where the night will take us. Of course, we'll just go in uh, order on my screen to make it easier. Returning to the show, you may remember one true Cam Hawkins. Cam, how are you doing tonight? I'm, I'm doing all right. I'm, I'm, I'm here to chat about PAX and all that. Good, uh, you know, uh, uh e3's canceled which sucks but trump has been indicted and that's uh you know we uh we love that we love that yeah for us. We'll, we'll we'll take that trade we'll take that trade yeah. you know what i mean yeah. uh you, you, that's a that's a soul stone trade right there so it is what <laughs> it is e3 is dead but you know we got we got the the dub thanos is defeated anyways also joining us of course the only guest for the year that currently has a point on the leaderboard one mr jesse vitelli jesse how are you doing tonight I'm doing great. Just vibing. Yeah. I don't remember what my one point is, but I know I have a point. I'll have to roll, roll the tape back and find it. But yes, Jesse is the only guest. So you, should, you, you have a chance to either lose your lead tonight or strengthen it. So mm. we'll see. We'll see. We are, we are trivia winners. We did win trivia packs. That is true. I'm waiting for that VOD to go up on, on YouTube. If you, if you want to see Jesse and I absolutely reign supreme at PAX East uh, as Steel Battalion. Battalion. Uh, you can look for that video over on Left Behind Podcast probably next week, hopefully next week, because I'm, I'm itching to watch. And then joining us for the first time, first time, long time, one Dan Berlin. We, get the, we have the, the New York takeover tonight, and Dan is, is part of that. Dan, how are you doing today? Yeah, y'all brought me out of podcast retirement for this one. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Oh, hell when yeah. was your last podcast? You and Jesse on YouTube? Me and Jesse like, and Mike. Wait, really? Like, Wait. Yeah. Like years ago, probably. We're bringing that was actually the band my back together. Yeah. We're bringing yeah, the band really back together. Did, what was the name of that? Download. Is that what it was called? Oh, yeah, digital yeah. Download? That was a lot Hell of Hell yeah. Damn, uh, the resurgence. When we switched to video for the first time, I think the first episode is called Meat Sports versus Esports. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Just okay. Dan coined the term that regular sports are meat sports. <laughs> Bringing the Dan back together. Yeah. Anyway, don't don't Google any of those. I'm sure they're okay. They don't hold up. All right. All right. No, I mean, I'm, I'm going they're to they're after fun. those. They're great. I'm, they're great. They're all the on takes, you. The takes might not hold up in hindsight. You know. Well, do, do Jesse's takes ever no, hold up though? <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> let's just let's just keep. I've never made a mistake again. in my entire life. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. And then also joining us for the first time, apparently rebuilding the trifecta. Was it just the three of you, or were there no, more? We had a, we had our one friend uh, Negri as well was part of Digital Download. All right, call him up. Let's just complete the, we'll the, the quad, quadruped. Uh, <laughs> one Mike Rosenberg. Mike, I'm so sad. How we doing? First of all, Mike. I'm, 
uh, cool. Hey, Don't you just reminded me with that delicious cookie brigade shirt. I never got cookies. I never, <laughs> I, never I never found the cookie booth. Yeah, I don't know where yeah, the cookie man. booth was. It was hidden. <laughs> I, I mean, we had, we had a pretty big booth on the first first floor, uh, up from over by like uh, where Tabletop Met Expo. You go up those stairs to the left. But I'll um, I'll, I'll hold your hands and I'll take you there next year. Yes. I'll make sure. Yeah. Yes. This is just an excuse for Mike to hold everyone's hand, but I mean, I'll allow it. Uh, <laughs> and then rounding us out tonight is the true villain of Pax East, Eric. Finn. I don't. I don't what? know. I don't know. I had, I, had, I, had to, I had to pick a lane, and I just went. So you're the true villain, the, apparently. Of Pax the East. true villain of Pax East, <laughs> or going to bed early one night. Yeah. Exactly. Not okay. Well, Not the okay. Hero. The true hero was the Cove. The, yeah, no, that was the uh, that was the true arena of battle. That was where yes. the final battle was held with God. Mm -hmm. Battle of the Minds. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The Cove, the cove was Final Destination. Shout out to mm -hmm. Mandolin. Mm -hmm. more, <laughs> more giggles in the Cove than anywhere else. <laughs> real real dippo hours in the Cove. Yeah. Yes, yes, 100%. If you would like your brain poisoned, take a trip over to the Cove. That is where all the brain... <laughs> it is just a vat of brain best poison. Bar, the best bar in Boston. The, the cove that that is true actually parentheses uh, no outside alcohol <laughs> i i had not seen that sign uh once there but thank you uh for for disobeying that rule because uh mm -hmm. you were the bar you were the true bartender of the cove and we, we all appreciate it listen that that is a title that i am worthy and and proud to wear and I now apparently have to like outdo myself times four next year because one michael hyam put me on fucking <laughs> put it out I, put uh, the call out to video game journalism that i apparently just come with coolers that's just what i do so it's good to have a brand listen that i'll is... take i'll take light alcoholism as a brand <laughs> could be worse um, could definitely be worse it, it could absolutely be worse uh but we got a we got a lovely show tonight we got a stacked show we're going to reminisce a little bit about the cove a little bit about the mezzanine uh, I was going to make the background here of the mezzanine, but I didn't have a good picture. So instead, we're going to be in front of the Final Fantasy 16 video wall uh, with with our friend Moogle over there. I cropped myself out of that picture, so we have just a nice little picture of Moogle. There's also people's faces in this photo. That's why I put the Moogle there, because, like, mm. I don't know. No, fr no free ads, I guess. I don't know. Right, right. Anyways. Um... Well, I'm not even going to run down housekeeping. I guess I will just really quickly for people that are listening to this on their podcast feed. But uh, if you're wondering, hey, this is not the PTC Movie Club. It's the end of the month. That's going to be probably next week now because PAX really uh, threw a wrench in our recording plans. So we will also have another episode after this that will probably not be the Movie Club. So if you're looking for our thoughts on Peanut Butter Falcon, you can look for that in a week, most likely. That's, that sounds like a cookie brigade cookie. It does. I'll, I'll pass the notes along. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you can look forward for that over there. But before we even get into it, uh, I mean, I want to off the top. I know at least Eric will have some panels probably popping up on Blood God feed. Like pl plug your pack stuff if you have stuff up already or stuff coming soon. You yeah. And Jesse and whoever. I think. Well, I was the only one who was there for work. So. <laughs> uh i our panels will be going up i don't know when the normandy panel is going live but the blood god packs panel will not be this coming monday but mm -hmm. the monday after uh which i believe makes it the 10th uh we are delaying that by week because we have some travel and stuff coming up so it just worked very well to publish the ultimate rpg draft there so you can go check that out 
uh, that is Acts of the Blood God, an RPG-focused podcast. Uh, it was myself, Cat Bailey, and Nadia Oxford, as well as Michael Heim and Scott White on that panel. It was a good time. Um, it was a fun panel. Yeah, Video Game Tinder will be going up on the Normandy FM feed. That was myself and Kenneth Shepard alongside uh, Janet Garcia, Jarrett, and Carly were all on that. And it was a very, very good uh we we closed out the the panel room they could not let more people in uh mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. besides that uh head over to destructoid.com you can see all my packs writing there i've already written up a bunch of previews of stuff that i saw at the show of games that we will probably be talking about tonight uh there were a lot of really cool things it i mean we'll get into it when we get into it but packs east seemed weird at first like surprisingly sparse but I think after we all kind of dug in and and went, you know, running through all the different booths and stuff, we 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 found some stuff that surprised. We found some little sleeper gems that are worth keeping an eye on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you brought it up. Why don't we just hop right into it? What, what's what's one of your sleeper gems? One of your favorite little little trips on the show uh, floor, uh, or in a random offsite hotel that you got pulled into? Yeah, I'll do I'll do an offsite one because I think I was the only one here who saw it um mage seeker which is the riot forge game uh that is a spin-off league of legends game being made by digital sun which is the the moonlighter team if y'all remember little 2018 roguelite called moonlighter uh they basically got given the league of legends ip and made an action rpg top-down uh brawler using Silas, a character who I don't really know or like much from League of Legends, but I am very, very interested in this game specifically because the whole idea is that you are a mage who is sparking a rebellion against the state of Demacia, which likes to imprison mages. And uh, you are kind of a brawler. You can beat things up with your fists. You can throw your chains and like pull yourself into enemies and like attack them like you're Kratos. But you can also use your chains to copy spells from enemies. And and there's a whole magic system where there are elemental strengths and weaknesses. And you want to kind of capitalize on using the right magic against the right enemy. And it's really cool to have this thing that feels like it is playing in kind of that magic realm where you are paying attention to elemental strengths and weaknesses and, and capitalizing on what kind of spells you have and what the spells do. Uh, so one might, you know, drop a DOT in an area while another might throw out this freezing ice field that that stops enemies in their tracks. And you're keeping track of all that while also trying to maximize on those weaknesses. And you're also trying to just dodge and punch things the whole time. It's very uh, snappy. It surprised me with how quick it felt, but legible in the moment. Uh, it's absolutely gorgeous. Uh, the pixel art's incredible. Uh, Digital Sun is really, really good at pixel art and it shows. And I didn't get to fight any of the league champions in this game, but I've seen some of the ones that they already have in store for the boss fights. And they have a very, very good lineup of cool characters from League of Legends that you will get to fight. I think there was a screenshot that I saw going around today of the Shivana boss fight. And Shivana is a character who transforms into a dragon. And uh, it looks sick. Uh, so I'm very, very interested in seeing this one. And it's coming out real soon, too. I believe April 12th is the date that it is arriving. And Eric is double checking that answer right now just to make sure he's not spreading around misinformation. April 18th is when it's coming out. April know. 18th. <laughs> How dare you lie on the show? We've never lied on the I know, show once. I know. When has that ever happened? I've never told a lie a day in my life. Um. 
But yeah, no, it's it's a really cool game. And I think the whole like like Riot basically saying, look, not everybody wants to play League of Legends, right? Like not everybody wants to play a MOBA. And so they're doing a thing that I kind of wish Nintendo would do more of, which is let's get a third party studio in here to take our IP and do something really creative and fun with it. And that'll get people who maybe don't care about MOBAs still interested in our world and still interested in the things we do. Uh, it's worked really well for Riot. Ruin King was pretty cool. Arcane, obviously, like was that wasn't a game, but Arcane made huge waves for League of Legends as uh, a media property. And I think Mage Seeker is going to be possibly their best Forge game yet. Really does feel like it. So, uh, yeah, I'm really into it. I think it's cool. Now, my biggest question for you with that is, do you think somebody who has no League background at all could pick this game up and enjoy it i think so i think some of the impact of seeing morgana or something like that is going to be a little bit lost because if you don't like morgana as a character a lot you're just gonna be like oh who's this like kind of witch succubus lady who who binds me to things and stuff Look, that's it, enough for me <laughs> um or like jarvin i saw there there's a clip in one of the trailers where jarvin like launches into the battlefield and he does his ultimate where he kind of like slams the ground and a pit rises up mm. or like sinks in or whatever uh and that's like neat if you are just playing this game but it's really cool if you are very familiar with those characters and how they work so i don't i don't think you'll get the same impact in some of those moments but i do think you'll still have moments of oh, this is just a really cool game. The story like is very legible. You know, Demacia doesn't like mages. Silas uh, found out he could detect magic from a young age and was kind of used to hunt those mages. But then he realized that he, you know, has empathy and doesn't want to see people hurt. So he defends them and gets imprisoned and realizes he can copy people's magic powers and then wants to escape and incite a mage rebellion. Like it's it's a pretty understandable story, even if you don't know all the proper nouns going in. Uh, and they're their versions of certain lead characters, especially like Garen, Lux, Shivana, all look really cool. Uh, and and those are characters that are pretty like I I like League of Legends. I like a lot of their characters. I also think a lot of their characters are designed to be easily understandable at a glance. So like you mm -hmm. see Jinx and you're like, okay, this is like a Harley Quinn type character, right? Like kind of kooky, uses guns and technology. Uh, you know, vibe, big fists, punch things, you know, very like uh, jock mentality character. Mm -hmm. uh, these these characters are meant to be understood, it, you know, like that, because yeah. that's kind of how a MOBA or a fighting game character has to operate. And so I think that lends itself well to if you don't know this stuff going in, you can very easily grok a sense of it as you're mm -hmm. playing. Dwayne yeah, the Grok right. Johnson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Emperor's new Grok. I don't know. Isn't that guy's name Grok? What's that guy's name in that? Uh, Kronk. Kronk. Yeah. Listen, same I don't thing. watch movies. I don't watch movies. Yeah, same thing. Kronk uh, is the football says the, man. Says the dude who yeah. hosts a movie club once a month. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Listen, the the inception of the movie club was simply, hey, I don't watch a lot of movies. Let's force Brennan to watch movies. And mm -hmm. seven out of ten times, it's we're watching Shrek the musical. So, like, is there really a point to it? I, I don't know. You tell me. Um... That's I didn't watch movie. the musical seven That's times. That's a four-minute movie. 
Listen, Shrek the Musical, kind of, kind of good. I'm not gonna lie. Like, it was pretty good. I did enjoy it. Unfortunately, uh, but anyways, this, that yeah, we can move on from Shrek the Musical. We don't we don't need to go back down that rabbit hole. Uh, but yeah, that's good to know because that game intrigued me when I got that email sent over. I was like, oh, League maybe, and then I was like, yeah, I don't have time to do this this weekend. We'll see next time. It yeah. comes out so soon that you don't really have to so yeah, exactly. wait yeah, that exactly. long. Exactly. Yeah. So that's fun. What what about what I'm gonna kick it over to, to, to Mike. Mike, did you have a chance? I know you were doing a lot of networking and or working at the uh, event. So I don't know if you had a chance to play a lot of stuff. Yeah. It's, so which is fine if you didn't. Thursday was really my big play as much as I can day. because uh, yeah. PAX is pretty dead on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um there was a lot of things that I thought were really cool. Um some smaller things and uh, shockingly some of the bigger things too um i guess the i really liked uh i think it was rift of the necrodancer the crypt of the necrodancer oh, yes. uh so looked absolutely awesome um and it played really well um and i'm really excited to see more of that um slay the princess looked uh i, I didn't actually play that because that just felt to me like the kind of game i didn't want to play on a convention floor truthfully um it's the kind of game mm-hmm. i do want to play at home but it looked really cool and i was hearing nothing but good things uh xeno tilt the demons tilt sequel love i think i think eric played that i will say it looks sick i'll say real quick you can play the slay the princess demo on steam so yes i I will definitely do that too then um but then even like bigger things like uh dead island 2 uh i was a huge dead island fan and after whatever the hell it is 10 15 years of uh dev hell i uh, wasn't expecting a whole lot but honestly it was like maybe maybe it's such low expectations but it, it played pretty well like i was i was pretty into it uh thought yeah. that was cool yeah. um and and uh crime boss um if you like payday that that just it is payday um i don't care what 505 says that game is payday but with famous celebrities from- <laughs> <laughs> um, damn shots but, fired yeah, I, I mean look i i love that and that, that was that was great for me so i mean there was it felt like a very small uh, expo hall when you first walked in, but mm-hmm. if you really walked around and, and took a look, there was a lot of uh, cool stuff there to, to check out to play. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I necessarily have a game of the show. I mean, it, it was fun. You know, it's always fun to go around, talk to people, check out games that are, are in development. I really think the ones that really stood out though were kind of those those Rift of the Necrodancer. I mean, mm-hmm. the Cult of the Lamb expansion seemed really cool. Um, Slay the Princess and 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 Xena tilt if you like pinball. I cannot wait for that. Um, super yeah. excited for that. So, mm-hmm. uh, Jesse was a big fan of uh, Crime Boss Rock A City. I believe he was like, "I'm gonna. <laughs> this is my game of the show." Is this yeah, not? yeah, I remember that. I remember that moment. <laughs> what? And I remember Jesse saying he's never lied a day in his life. So. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. That's true. also fucking true. true. So, uh, the game of the show actually, I hate to burst everyone's bubble, was actually the mezzanine. That was the game of the show. <laughs> that. that, that <laughs> That was a much more difficult game than any game. Yeah. It was a, it was a Souls like. <laughs> yeah, it was game a Souls game also. No, it was a roguelike because every morning you'd wake up and forget what happened and you'd have to start over again. <laughs> oh, no, so like yes. Slay the Princess. You, uh, yeah. Yes. You, you lose all your powers. Yeah. Uh, you got to start over again. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. There's no progression system. Yeah. And the princess is 100 beers. <laughs> a Damn, princess, princess uh, got hands. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I want to give a special shout out to to uh Toxic Crusaders, the legally distinct Toxic Avenger game. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. I learned just that it the MNT is game, just... but with the Toxic Avenger as a character. That's awesome. 
<laughs> yeah, it is Toxic Avenger. Yeah, I learned that by watching uh, like Rocco from Mega Sixty Four's like vlog. Wait. Apparently, this was a TV show in the '90s, and nobody remembers it except for him. Okay, and the well, people who made the game. So it is a licensed thing. It's licensed. So, yeah, from it's totally okay, legit. Right. It's like right. Yeah, it was like a a kids TV show spinoff of Toxic Avenger. Oh, so it's okay. Gotcha. Fair. So it's, it's legit, legitimately yeah. Toxic Avenger. That makes sense. Okay. Then. All okay, right. Cool. Yeah. When you said that, I was like, wait a second. This is. Yeah, I know. My mind was blown. Toxic Avenger. Uh, Asa in chat is saying it was a movie too. Yeah. yeah. That's wild. So I think there was an NES game that I did have. I don't think I ever watched the show or watched the movie, but I definitely either had or played the NES game. There was like a side-scrolling beat-em-up. Uh, oh, well, I don't think it was good, but exactly what it, it looked like. So <laughs> exactly. Uh, Dan, what about you? What was some some of your favorite things from uh, from this past weekend? I mean, was it talking about uh, anime on Thursday night with martini glasses or? Hmm. Wait, what? <laughs> I was not. I was not a part of that. I know. I know. But you, you, I would never be seen with anime. You, you were in sugar shot. I was not never. a part of that. Or yeah. martinis. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like we're probably going to get into it a bunch. Um, but Slay the Princess definitely was. Yeah. Um, like such a huge, uh, like hit for me, especially because of the, like the like virality of people telling people what happened in their runs and, and comparing it and like, Oh, this happened to you. All oh, this happened to me. Like, how did you get, how did you get from point A to point B? Um, I think that game really did uh, lend itself well to like a show like PAX where everyone's just talking to everyone and, mm-hmm. and, you know, telling stories all weekend about all the games that they played. Um, and I think, you know, some of the, like replies that um the developer had to people's very nice tweets uh was really endearing um because i mean i I assume they had a bunch of people coming up and just playing their game out of nowhere but uh they seemed like genuinely surprised and like flattered that people were really enjoying it yeah um and i think you know it's like it's it seems super ambitious the, the game and we only had a very small portion of it but i think you know the developers of that game should be like super proud to have that moment at the very least for sure you know it, it was it was it was a lot of fun yeah yeah i mean i i you you had just kind of mentioned it but like no lie anytime i talked to anyone this past week and i was like oh like what have you checked out so far like something i should throw on my radar there were plenty of games that crossed over between people, but the constant was every single person that had already played Slay the Princess brought brought that game up. So like almost everyone I talked to had name dropped that game, and uh, I don't know that that doesn't happen often. I feel like unless it's like a you know, especially for like a big AAA thing. Like sure, everyone's gonna say you know Zelda. You know what I mean? If if Zelda right. was there, but like for something like this, that's you know, a much more niche genre. It's obviously from a very small studio. Uh, I think it worked in their favor the way that they set their booth up because, like, they, that main station, like, they very could have easily just been, you know, a couple of stations, headphones on, people would be walking by that, not paying any attention. But the voice acting was so good, and the fact that they had that main station playing the, like, the game's volume loud enough that people could just 
stand around that main screen and watch somebody play that game and get the same sort of enjoyment out of watching that person play than actually playing it, I think worked really, really well in their favor to kind of continue to grow that, like, just word of mouth, this game is something everyone should be looking at and paying attention to. Uh, yeah, so. they they had... I, I don't know how... Because they were part of, like, PAX Rising or whatever, right? That, yeah. That area. Yep. So, like, I don't know how it works if they get to pick their spot on the in that area. But they were, like, on the corner. Mm-hmm. So, like, they had a lot of real estate around them, which worked out super well for them. Like, when... A lot of I, foot I traffic think, going by, too. Yeah, yeah. I think I was one of the last people to see that game out of this group. Uh, and it was, like, Sunday, like, late Sunday. And I walked over and I saw Finn from SGDC playing it. And Finn had decided that it was going to be a let's play with whoever was watching and and he was going to have all of them pick the choices. And like the fact that like that could just happen naturally on the show floor like that, because there were enough people gathered around watching it and like people were shouting and cheering. And like, it was like this very communal moment, like very tiny communal moment moment in like a very large expo hall Mm -hmm. that like, people are going to remember that. Like they're going to remember the game. They're going to remember that moment. Like it just worked out super well for them. And if their booth was like, or their station was like three over or in the middle more or whatever, it might not have worked out that way. And yeah. so I think everything kind of just came together around Slay the Princess, like it being a really good game, the way they set up their station. And then the fact that it was on the corner that just like helped that game just blow up the way that it did for uh, sure over the course of the weekend. It did help too that I mean there was always a line there, but I think it was helpful that at least every time I walked past, every dev that was involved with that game was always actively talking to like everyone waiting around. Like they yeah, were not yeah. holding back. They were very open. They were very honest, and 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 it was just very. I think somebody else said it very endearing. Um, it definitely helps recognize the the game and the passion that's going into it. And it it, it definitely 100%. showed. And you didn't have to be the one to play it. Is I think sure. yeah. Yeah. super yeah. important. Like you watch that thing, because like the all the person ostensibly at the computer was doing was clicking choices, right? Like I'm not misinterpreting the way that that game yeah. works in some weird yeah. way. Yeah. Like, no, no, you're good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So you can watch that thing and just completely understand front to back like what is happening, and like you're not like, oh, well, I got to see how it feels, or like I didn't get a chance to really you know mess with the controls. Like none of that matters. None of that is a thing that you have to worry about. So people who don't even really had to wait online. They just had to watch it. And they're like, this thing looks super cool. I can't wait for this to come out. Plus it has that steam demo that you can just go play right now. So yeah, the number of people I saw who just watched other people play and said, this is really cool. Like I, I heard people walking away from that booth being like, this is so cool. I, I really got to check this out. And like, getting the the cards that i think i have one here or something but like getting the cards that had like the qr code to go check out the steam page and they didn't wait in line they didn't like you know there were other times that weekend where there were lines of of people waiting to play stuff or um semi-obscure demo stations and stuff like that instead this was very much like the the presentation mixed with the fact that they had this demo available off the show floor too and it was very much like engage with this thing how you want to engage with this thing you can wait around to get your own turn or you can just kind of watch somebody else play or you don't even have to watch a full run you can get kind of the gist and and just be interested and it sells itself it sells itself so fast you it's weird that i felt like i often had trouble describing exactly why slay the princess is so cool but the second somebody started watching it and seeing some of the dialogue interactions they instantly understood it's like 
oh, it's vaguely Stanley Parable-esque. It's like a visual novel, but it's very choice-driven and it's very interactive in a way that feels really novel and, and really feels like an interesting exploration of this very tight, very focused pitch, which um, by the time this is up, I'll probably have it up. I have an interview with the creators where we talk a little bit about that, how their other game, Scarlet Hollow, is this massive sweeping horror epic that's on like part four of seven right now. And it's super big and has like a really devoted fan base. But with Slay the Princess, they were like, let's take something narrow, like really focused laser dialed in and make it. And I think because of that, it it is just so you immediately get why it's interesting. You immediately get why it's cool and you you get drawn in by it. And, and mm-hmm. the fact that, like Dan was saying, there are so many different endings because the way it works is what you do in chapter one sets up what princess you get in chapter two, like what creature, what version of the princess you run into on your second recursion of the loop. And there are so many interesting ones that I was talking to the composer who was there and they were saying like, I haven't seen anyone get this one all day. And, And they were like really invested in watching the crowd's reaction to it because they were getting to see what it was like for somebody to discover this for the first time. And Mm. there was, there were all kinds of different interesting ways in which that twisted, whether it went the horror route or whether it went the kind of meta narrative route or whether it went all different directions. It's just such a cool, interesting concept that I think just grabs you immediately. So yeah, slay the princess, like, it's it's that Cinderella story of Pax Rising, right? It's the one where the, the dev shows up, has a very like seemingly unassuming game, but it just captures everyone's attention yeah. and everyone was talking about it all weekend. Yeah, it's, that's exactly what that kind of you know yeah. initiative is made for. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 100%. All of and the Pax Rising games looked phenomenal, by the way. Uh, I didn't get to play all of them, but they all looked really, really cool. Yeah, yeah there was a lot of games down there that I wish I had more time to play. Um, yeah. It just... Not every day can be as as barren as Thursday, unfortunately. <laughs> um, I, I will say too, like Slay the Princess is like a weird anomaly where, which we've all kind of touched on. That game can demo so well because you can really get that experience without playing it. So it's like not every game can do that. Like you, some things you yeah. want to feel for yourself to really get a feel for what the game is like. Where that is a, it, it shows really well. And, and that scenario, which a lot of games like there, there have definitely been games where I've played demos for, or, you know, played, played a slice of something, you know, behind closed doors. And I'm like, it's probably better if I just at home, like having my chance to like, you know, get into it and not like this rushed packs demo or whatever it may be. Um, but that game was the polar opposite. Cam, yeah. what about you? I feel like, uh, I feel like you, you have also played a lot from packs this week, past week. Uh, I actually didn't play a whole lot. I, uh, you know, I, again, I played uh, Slay the Princess going into it. I, like, knew about it because um, people in the indie space uh, that opinions I really ex- uh, respect were t- uh, telling me about it uh, beforehand. And mm-hmm. so when I found out I was going to be there with a new demo, I was like, okay, I'm definitely going to check this out. Um, and that definitely, like, met expectations. And there's, like, some other things that I... Uh, heard about just even that demo that um i kind of want to uh uh check and see if that is if it is actually a thing like i've heard that like just the conversation with the narrator in the beginning before you even go to the princess determines the personality of the princess which is uh yes 
if um it, yeah it's really interesting um so and then yeah i know that there's like 10 different endings and uh just based off that first chapter and so there's like yeah there's a lot of interesting stuff that that game presents uh just like from the get-go um and then i played uh goodbye Vol- uh, volcano high um which i liked it um uh you know our buddy ken uh at Kotaku, uh he also played it and uh he was wasn't as felt as strongly <laughs> about it um as i did and i wouldn't say i had strong feelings about it i i liked it but um it wasn't it was basically just like kind of like the opening 15 minutes of the game mm-hmm. and what the pitch of that game was to me was that like you know it's the last year of high school and you're like uh in this band and you have like friends and you have and then there's like some meters evolved i don't know if it's like meters gonna hit hit the planet and it's gonna be the it's end going of the to kill the dinosaurs because that's how the dinosaurs go extinct yeah. yeah yeah so like high school is ending so it's, it's like the sp- end of spoiler, that world out of the game but also like the end of yeah. the literal world it's like a good you know i, I heard that the meteor yeah, is it's... not a metaphor oh yeah no they're actually gonna fucking die so <laughs> yeah and it's, and it's just one of those things where um it's cool because like a lot of, like i think like the entire cast is like in in some way a part of the lgbtq plus community which is cool um and like the the premise that i was told is that like you kind of like get to choose um how you want to invest your time into uh the story it's kind of like a you know it's a choose your own adventure but i didn't really get any of that opportunity in the demo so it was really just kind of like an introduction to the characters and an introduction to some of the gameplay mechanics because there's like you know there's some rhythm based stuff um there's uh you there's a point where you can design the logo for your band um and things like that but um you know it it wasn't a great um section of the game to demo off but when it comes to choose your own adventure games i really don't think there are good <laughs> like it, like you know yeah. there's there's that's just a genre that's really hard to demo off um mm. and get the full uh meaning across of what this game is trying to do um, yeah because you, you either get the you either get to make the choices but not see the payoff or you get the payoff for choices you didn't make is kind of like yeah. the way that those vertical slices end up yeah, yeah exactly but it like um it definitely like felt unfinished um in when it came to like the animation and tactical uh the technical aspects and which is uh, interesting because this game is supposed to come out in like middle of June. I'm curious to see a lot. And like the build that they had was like a week before the event. Like I think it was like dated from March 18th. Um, hmm. I don't know if that's, uh, that's what Ken told me. I don't know if that's completely correct. Um, so I don't want to like give out completely false information, but it definitely felt like that there was some like work uh, specifically in the animations that weren't finished. Like when there were like fully done cutscenes, um, it looked really, really good. But then there were like some interactions where like there were the and it's very well voice acted, but then like the model will like not move or animate at all. And it does and it didn't do and if that was like the goal, like, oh, there's gonna be parts where it is fully animated and then some where it's gonna be like static models, the game did not do a good job in like showing that transition that like, hey, we're in like a different kind of like conversation now where the models aren't going to be animated um so you know uh 
I don't know what the case was there, but you know, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Like, you know, it is one of the indie games that uh I know that's coming out this year that I am interested in in uh, trying out. Um I know some people said that they had some issues with the uh rhythm stuff like that it was um that wasn't calibrated correctly or something like that, but I didn't really have that uh that problem. So, I you know, I can't really speak for uh for others, but I had no issues with that uh with that. Um and then I also played Trinity Trigger, which is like this new it's like this um new game that Xseed is publishing. Um and it's more or less like and, and you know, it's not I don't know if X I don't think Xseed owns CIP, but um it was developed by the same team that made Monarch, um which is was kind of like mm. their take on Persona like but but it had like um more tactics gameplay um and both me and eric reviewed that game so uh and we were we were pretty uh mild on it um and this is basically one way of putting it yeah yeah. Yeah. i'm trying you know we well we gave it like sixes right like that's like yeah i gave it like i gave it like a six it it survived uh it certainly functioned as a video game uh and gave me mild moments of enjoyment when yeah. I wasn't grinding the same level for 10 hours at a time. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, exactly. No, I, I, again, like it's, you know, it's, it's six out of 10. Like, it's not like it was like a three out of 10 is what I'm trying to say. Um, like and, crime uh, <laughs> yeah, like crime boss. Wow. Um, and Man, uh, no 505 more... booth and we just shit all over him. Huh? I, I'm just, I look, I'm just shouting the game. It's game informer score out. I'm not saying anything. Okay. Else. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Let's just text less, Luis real quick. Um, it's more or less a take their take on the Mana series. So it's like three characters, and it's uh can be done through local co-op. Like you can have three people on a couch, and you like uh, oh, that's pretty cool. Be assigned each character. Yeah, that's which, neat. That, yeah, that is cool. And it's you know um it's a little you know a little JRPG. I mean, I wouldn't say little. You know, it's like I think the guy said that it took him like twenty five to thirty five hours to beat it. So it's you know it's it's a good like JRPG length. Um, visually, does not look great on the Switch. Uh, docked does not look great on the Switch. Um, and it is also going to be on uh, PS5 and PS4. So like if you know, uh, you, you, you re- <laughs> if you really care about that, like it's the way the artistic direction of that game. It's not like I want. I'm, I'm expecting it to look great, but I'm just saying that it does not look great uh, visually on the Switch um and it's um it the combat is like uh you know it's it's based on stamina so you'll you'll just do your normal like combos and uh each character is assigned to a specific like is a uh, proficient in a specific weapon but throughout the game you're trying to get all the other weapons for the like for the three characters so that like when you get to certain bosses that are weak against a certain weapon like everyone can use the same weapon um, and then, like over time, uh, the enemy, the uh, the uh, uh, their weapons will glow, and uh, you they then you can do like a like a kind of like a super attack of sorts. And then they also have like this bar that fills up on the side of their their uh, character portrait, and then it just like they uh, deal just general uh, more damage over time for that uh, for that time that you that it's activated um you know it's it's a nice little jrpg like it's definitely not something that i'm like oh i need to play this right when it comes out because it does come out soon i think it comes out in like three or four weeks 
um but it's not something that i'm gonna like immediately try and uh get my hands on but i can definitely see myself playing it somewhere down the line when i'm looking for something uh on the switch to play that's uh, a jrpg mm-hmm. um i'm trying to think about what else i've uh i played um you know i've i've played rift of the necrodancer i played that pax west and i really i really enjoyed that I know that uh, Mina the Hollower got an updated build, uh, and I, but I played it. It was West. good. Yeah, was I heard it was good. really good, but I just like. Oh, you should you, you should have came with me. Mina the Hollower, I'll just I'll slide right in. That was probably my game of the show. Uh, really? Personally, I, I mean, listen, Yacht Club puts out a game, I play it. Like it's it's hard <laughs> for me to not play a Yacht Club game. I don't think I've ever played a Yacht Club game that I haven't enjoyed. Um, specific like. The treasure trove suite of games are masterpieces, Man. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jesse has takes, but you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> Dig and Pocket Dungeon are also great, serve different purposes, but I really enjoyed those. Cyber Shadow, Dig. Dig is fun. I, li- I like Dig. I really, Cyber- I really need to play it. Yeah, it, it is a good time. Uh, Cyber Shadow, which is like not a, it. It's published Publish. by Yacht Club, but yeah. it's made by a single person uh mecca skull i think is the name of that studio but they they did help on certain parts of it but it is mostly made by mecca skull uh, i like cyber shadow but it's it's different than it's, yeah, uh, it's, solid. it's solid it's, it's i liked it um i liked it yeah. but mina Mina's let me really tell you good. yeah mina had the impossible task for me personally of i'm gonna build this shit up way too high in my head like i'm going in here like mm-hmm. it's new it's new yacht club game it's you know not a shovel knight game it's something new it's top down gba like zelda like which is like top down zelda some of my favorite games like i fucking spent too much time in my childhood playing link's awakening um love the oracle games like that is my jam right there so a lot of things up against this for me to walk away being underwhelmed by this game and it somehow left me jaw on the floor like couldn't be happier um spent a lot of extra time with with uh was in there playing through that we turned that demo timer off and we're in there for a long time uh like i was looking for every secret i was i was having a blast in there and at first it's weird because at first i think i was struggling with the combat i was like damn i'm like i'm I'm embarrassing myself right now i'm like dying a lot and whatever i died so much in that demo but i died so many times there was was a point from the clock i just kept dying so much (laughs) there was a point where all of a sudden specifically the burrowing clicked and Mm -hmm. i was just Mm -hmm. zipping around like areas like diving under the ground popping up attacking like i i got into this weird flow state where to the point where it was like i was clearly struggling with certain enemies in certain areas for a little bit and then waz was like oh you have turned it on like you you are you are in that flow state you're just like zipping between like i had died and it was a far checkpoint and i like very quickly got back to where i was um but that that game just once you once you get comfortable with it felt so good and there was so much just poured in there i mean I, I think what Yacht Club does probably the best, in my opinion, compared to any other developer that tries to make these types of games, is that you can see the point of reference to not just like very clearly at a far glance, if you look at this game, okay, it looks like a top down 
you know, Game Boy game. It, you can see that point of reference. It, there might be certain things that make you think of Zelda or make you maybe think, you know, the chain. A lot of people immediately go Castlevania, like stuff like that. But there are so many little things in there that, like, there was a one of the puzzles in in the in the demo was like moving a stone head, and when you pick that stone head up, you know that other ghost thing comes out and starts chasing you. And I, immediately in my head, I'm like Super Mario Bros. Two, like that would keep happening all the time, but not to the point where it feels like this is just the homage machine, and I'm enjoying this because of I notice reference and I feel this influence and blah blah blah. I feel like they code it very well. Of like. Yeah, you might make that reference. You might make that connection. That might be what it's making you feel. Maybe that's why we did it. Maybe that's not. But it, it just never felt cheap. It always feels like it is uh, just there. They are referencing things, probably. And if you've played these old games, you're you're noticing it. But there's so much more there than those references. Um, and I think they, they do a lot with, with that stuff. Um, Fuck, right, and all really of that good. stuff like fits into the world that they were building. Exactly. It's not like yeah. it's not yeah. like you have the Mario two like logs also. Like that would be <laughs> yes. yeah. two on the nose, you know. Yes, hundred percent. They do a very good job of like pulling these references, pulling this inspiration, but doing their own thing completely over on top of it. And uh, I always really appreciate it. So it somehow lived up to that expectation. And I don't know if any of you in your demo discovered the hidden side quest. But there is a there yeah. was a hidden side quest in the demo that like there were multiple different like you had to interact with a certain character if you found them yeah. in an early part of the stage and then you had to keep yeah. finding them later throughout the stage. And if you completed that quest line that the game never points you towards, never like makes a hint that it's a side quest or anything. But if you do that, you get you end up running into like a special boss, um, which I don't know. He, they they made it seem like there are going to be a lot of things like that in the game where the game's not going to yeah. force you to do that stuff. It's not going to push you in that direction, but it's there there are going to be rewards for people who like to look for secrets and and find those things and I think that's one of the big things that they're doing differently from Shovel Knight where it's like Shovel Knight had little hub areas, little towns and stuff with shops and this and that whereas all that stuff is going to kind of be living in the world of Mina and kind of be like always accessible uh, in different areas. So I'm, I'm I'm really looking forward to that game. I, I hope that this demo now here's part two of, will it live up to the hype for me? This demo pleased me and delighted me so much. I really hope that the rest of the game lives up to that because uh, that's the next tall task for them, for me personally. Um, I, I will, I, we've all, a couple of us have brought it up and I'll just quickly say rift rift the Necrodancer also. Yeah. Yeah. Very fucking good. Like I yeah. Im- immediately when I got home Sunday night, when I laid in bed, actually not Sunday, Sunday I passed the fuck out. Monday night when I was laying in bed, I was like, you know what? Tonight's a Crypt night. And I went right back to Crypt of the Necrodancer. <laughs> and uh, I wish there was a demo for, for Rift on Steam because I would absolutely be playing that right now. Yeah, yeah I really want to play. I want to play that harder because I, I demoed it behind closed doors. And after I finished the the initial like rift rhythm or whatever, the one that has the lanes coming down, I was like, do y'all have a harder version of this? Yeah. And they were like, yeah, we do. And yeah. uh, they bumped it up a difficulty level. And I was glad I did that because it immediately uh, they introduced a new mechanic in that harder difficulty right away off the bat that they just they let it surprise me just to mm-hmm. see my reaction. Mm-hmm. And I was immediately like, I failed out after a couple lines and I was like, let's go again. Let's go again. They're like, no, we got, we got other stuff. We got to show you in this demo. And I was like, no, but come on, just let me run it more. Let me run it more. 
uh yeah surefire sign that your rhythm game is working uh is is clicking uh i'm very eager to see that thing yeah i think that has the potential to be something real special Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't know if they mentioned it to y'all during your uh, demos, but when I played at PAX West, they said that um, one of their big goals for that game is to have it played on DancePad, and I think that's mm. so cool. Oh. Yeah, That'd be sick. Like, that's something yeah. that they like. I can believe it. I can definitely believe like, it. Pushing to do is to is to like. I don't know if they're they're gonna uh, make their own DancePad or if they're gonna have a company like make it for them, but I think that's like something that they're working on. Interesting. Gonna work with Mad Cats. I would love yeah. that. Honestly, that the uh, that's the kind of game that would honestly fit perfectly for a dance band. And playing it too, it's like it made me very nostalgic for the days of like Rock Band and Guitar Hero. And like mm-hmm. I do not that there's not other rhythm games. Obviously, there are, but like it, it just it hit uh, an itch that I felt had not been. <laughs> it's been waiting to be scratched, and I was very, very pleased with it. And I'm really looking forward to that. Um, yeah, it's a really like, cool like game. Amplitude meets Rhythm Heaven in a yeah. weird way, like yep. a weird combination of those two things. And then, like Punch Out gets in there somehow. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, the the long term play is Nintendo buy Brace Yourself games and let them make Rhythm Heaven. That that's the long term play, right? That there. look, yes. Yes, that to bring it back. Too, yeah, let, let them make it all. Let them make it all. I I almost bought a twenty five dollar copy of Trauma Center Under the Knife when I was at uh PAX, and I kind of regret that I didn't because now I'm that was a great here, like, game. I could have been playing Trauma Center Under the Knife right now. <laughs> that was an awesome game. I love I love Trauma Center underrated <sighs> series. Very underrated. Uh, Jesse, do you want to talk about the game that you and I saw together? Because that might be my game of the show. Are you Ooh. the host now? I don't know. I, just, I like it. I, I like it. Put, put the pants on. Listen, I'm going to crack this, my beard. This, this is my hours. Okay. This was my podcast host since kicking in. All right. This was me being like, okay, time to move the conversation on to the next subject. Matter. Okay. Well, I have two things I want to talk about briefly. Okay. Uh, okay. We'll get to the, we'll get to the you and I thing second. Cause okay. the first thing's quick. Okay. Um, and that's only because I didn't play a lot of games this time around. Like I played four games at PAX because Hell yeah. PAX this year all for me dead was, like, too. was like the people. It was seeing <laughs> all Dead Island 2. Oops, all Dead Island 2. Uh, PAX was like to see people this year. It was to hang out with friends. It was to connect with folks I haven't gotten to connect with either in a long time at all in person or for the first time, you know? And so it's like we I said, got, Jesse, the mezzanine is the true game of the show. But continue. Yeah. Yeah, and and so I spent a lot of my time like talking to folks and like meeting up with friends for lunch and doing other things. Uh, but during the during the media hour of PAX East 2023, a bunch of us waited online at the <laughs> Pokemon TCG lab to get the Sprigatito <laughs> pin that Brendan is showing right now. But I do want to shout out. The, oh, Dan's got it on deck yes. too. Um, yes. Mine's <laughs> somewhere on the other side of my room. I still have it unpacked. My suitcase is still like a mess. Um, but. I want to shout out that booth just for like a quick second because I think what they're doing there is like really interesting. Um, it's basically designed to teach you how to play the card game, uh, but the card game's not super difficult to learn, especially when you're looking at like other card games like Magic or something that like have so many systems in them. Mm-hmm. But the way they're doing the TCG lab is sort of like you're going to sit down with either a friend or a random person and they're going to like take you through a bunch of like weird mini games they've made with the cards like it's like okay there's going to be a bunch of pokemon up front like in a line and you and your 
opponent are going to take turns putting an energy on each Pokemon and try to capture it by attaching the correct amount of energy required on the card. So it teaches you, okay, you need two dark energies and a water energy, and then you get the Pokemon. Then once you've, once you've done that stage of it, then it's like, okay, now we're going to teach you how to battle, but you're only going to have these three Pokemon. So we're going to teach you how to play bench Pokemon and how to swap out and retreat and how to do mm -hmm. just the battle mechanics. So like they've taught you how to attach energies. And then in the next game, they teach you how to battle. And then in the third phase, you just play a normal match, but you already have like a basic understanding of how things work. So all they're doing at that point is introducing prize cards and like trainer support cards. Mm -hmm. And you've suddenly like understand how to play the Pokemon TCG uh, in a, a very controlled environment. And I just think that's super neat for people that like, maybe you want to play and don't know where to start. And then when you finish up the demo, uh, you got the pin, but you also got like a pre-made starter deck, like 30 card starter deck with a full art. You had a choice between Umbreon, Lucario, and Machamp? No. Who was the third? It was Greninja. Lucario. It was a Greninja? Greninja. It, was, it was a water It was a water type. Greninja. Um, yeah, and so just like a really neat booth that was cool and like taught people how to play the card game. And uh, I would not have stopped that if it wasn't for the pin and like potentially an exclusive promo. Cause we, we all collect Pokemon cards like sickos, but uh, I was really happy. I went there. I thought it was super cool. The, the booth was super nice. Uh, they were all wearing lab coats. I tried to buy one of them off one of the employees and they wouldn't <laughs> let me. Um, yeah. Just, just a cool booth. But I, then, Oh no, oh, you go. What do you I got? I was just saying, I agree with uh, you. Like, I, I didn't play Pokemon cards. I haven't played played card the card game since I was a young whippersnapper. Young lad. Young but that lad. made me like that made me very emotional and I was like, I, I would play this game again. I, I would play this if Jesse was like, I'm building a deck. I'd be like, fuck it, I'll build a deck too. Like I, I would play that. Like that yeah. that was a very the way like everything you said, the way they constructed that booth was very smart. Um and so that was like the very first thing I did at PAX. And then the other game I'm going to talk about is the very last game I played at PAX, which Eric came to me for my demo because it was one of the four appointments I had. And we played Demon School uh, yeah. by Ball. And I'm, like, reluctant to call this, like, a sleeper gem or hit or whatever because, like, I think this is, like, at this point, like, pretty well known amongst circles. Like, the PR sport's been, like, pretty good. It's, yeah. it's shown up in a couple showcases, like... It's like Persona and SMT and Tactics and all of these things kind of rolled into one. Uh, it's got really, really good art. Like the art, I think, in Demon School is like top notch. Uh, and the, there were two demos. I only played the story demo. There was a story demo and a boss demo. Um, and I am not a Tactics person. I just generally don't enjoy Tactics games. There's like too much going on for me. But the combat in this game is like very simple. Like... It, it's kind of it feels like it has a high skill ceiling right where it's like it's like easy to learn hard to master mm -hmm. and so a lot of the way this game operates in its combat is it's on like a grid and your characters have an attack that they do when they when you move them onto another enemy so if there's enemies on the board you move your character to that enemy and they will do their attack and the way you can combo those together is really interesting so you'll have like one character where their like ability is that when they attack an enemy they will swap places with it so you will put the enemy like one tile forward or one tile to the side or whatever mm -hmm. which means if you attack with them first you might be able to get an enemy that was previously out of range into range and then you can do like cool combo attacks and then you have a person who can like use their turn to either heal your teammate or give them an attack buff so you can like attack buff 
a teammate, have them go and reposition the enemy, and then use a third your third teammate to like come in and do some some extra damage. And they have like really unique, uh, cool like unique like team up animations when they do like a combo where you're kind of bumping an enemy around the board like it's a pinball. Um, and yeah, so each character kind of fills a, a unique role, and sort of as the demo went on. Uh, you unlocked like special abilities that had unique properties to them where it's like this one character when you when it builds up its special meter it will attack everything within a straight line so mm -hmm. if there are three enemies lined up use your special you'll hit all three of them but if there's two enemies uh, in a line and once next to them you can use that character to reposition the enemy get all three of them in a line and then attack them and uh, the the thing it does that I think all good tactics games do like into the breach for instance is uh it gives you perfect information so it will tell you exactly what every enemy on the board is going to do so you have all of the information in front of you it is just about parsing that information and figuring out it, it's it's solving a puzzle it's mm -hmm. like okay there is a way to do this that either i take no damage and deal maximum damage or i mitigate as much damage as possible and i still do damage and so it becomes this game of like and there's also an undo button which like every game should have ever if i fuck something up i should be able to undo it like before the actual attack stuff starts happening mm -hmm. uh and so you can kind of play around pretty hardcore in terms of like oh did this do i think this is gonna work no let me like undo it and then like try to like rearrange the pieces again and keep going and going and going um to the point where it's really just one button commands and you're just kind of seeing how everything works as opposed to being like opening up a menu and being like, there's 12 different spells I could use at this particular moment, which is the best one. This one kind of does, it, it, there's less tinkering in terms of menus and more just like, all right, let's move these pieces. I like the way this looks, hit go and let it kind of all go. Then it's like, ah, oh, that didn't work out super well. Next time I know that I can do that better. So I really like the combat in it. Story, didn't see a ton of it, uh, but there was a side quest where uh, one of the characters learned that he'd been drinking milk wrong his entire life. The spoiled he milk. Thought, he mm -hmm. thought it was supposed mm -hmm. to be warm and chunky. Mm. Mm. Uh, and then they give him cold milk, and he's like, why is this sweet and cold? This is wrong. He doesn't want the smooth milk. He I'm wants the, the chunky, milk. chunky milk. Yeah. yeah. Milk heavy. He's got the right idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> milk with the fiber in it. No, I, I agree with everything Jesse said. I like sat in on that appointment and uh, just kind of watched him play through it because I'd already played both demos previously and just wanted to like refresh myself. Um, and I think like Jesse said, one of the best things it does is it gives you that ability to kind of map out your turn and then execute it much like into the breach does where uh, you get even more undoes. There's no limit. You just kind of like make your turn and decide like, okay, this is what I want my turn to be you execute it and then the enemy executes theirs and, and you go on to the next one. Uh, it has this like Valkyria Chronicles style system where every character eats up like one pip of action and you have like a, a certain number of pips you can use, but then every time you want a character to act again, okay, now it's going to cost you two. Okay. You want them to go again. Uh, that's three and that's going to eat up like a lot of your available actions. So it does so many smart things to encourage you to, practice best practices to do things that okay i am utilizing all my characters i'm constantly positioning all of them i'm paying attention to where they are standing i'm maximizing my damage when whenever possible and it just feels like it's kind of almost made to be a very legible tactics game for people who don't like tactics which is really exciting i think that's really cool because like 
we are in the era of tactics. So many games are are making uh, are going for a tactics feel. Uh, but even stuff like Midnight Suns can feel kind of unapproachable at times, uh, and especially you get into like Tactics Ogre, and that's very dense. I love Tactics Ogre, but it's like a very dense game to get into. Mm-hmm. For the uh, even, yeah, it's for for us and even for me for who loves that stuff is it's like a very intimidating game to process, uh, whereas Demon School felt very almost casual, like I could kind of just hop in and do some stuff. Yeah. Uh, I, I will also shout out that I think the art style they're going for is very interesting because I do think the immediate touchstone would be something like Persona um, because it has just a very sharp style. Um, it has the kind of cut-ins we, when you do combos and things like that, but it's mm-hmm. also drawing on uh, Junji Ito manga. It's drawing on 60s Italian horror for some of its like grosser effects and stuff. It's drawing on an era that is it's set in the late 90s i believe so shout outs first of all this is a demon school but it's a demon university so all yeah all of them are college age we're not getting into weird persona shit here uh (laughs) and uh they deal with like college yeah they deal with college problems but it's also like late 90s where there's still net cafes there's pay phones like cell phones exist but they're a rarity because of how expensive they are um it's a really interesting time to set all of this because it doesn't just give them cool narrative complications where they're like, oh, we need to go for help. Why don't you use a cell phone? I don't have a cell phone. That shit's expensive. Like I used all my money on trading cards last week or whatever. Uh, but it also just gives it this feel that's very different, feels very um, analog in a way that's that's fun. Kind of like Persona 4 had that feeling of all of its technology was very analog and and not plugged into the modern world the way that like persona 5 is uh but yeah just it's a really cool unique interesting game that i i have been thinking about constantly uh since we played it and i really can't wait to see what that that full thing looks like mm-hmm. and and shout out to the booth that they had the booth is one of the best like, booths a, I've seen like in a, a while. classroom yeah, it was awesome. and they had a cool. crt and everything the crt yeah. on yeah. the substitute teacher With card the, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And they had the desks that were like the chair attached to the desks, like, um, like high school mm-hmm. shit. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. real good. Yeah, yeah that, that was that was the last thing I was gonna add was was the booth because that was also like one of our best of show. I I love that game and that best booth was crack your back on phenomenal. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. <laughs> your back. Ooh, uh, oh, I felt that one just now. Ooh. Um. Does anyone have anything else about packs they wanna wanna talk about? Because we are getting uh, close to that point. I know we're at the end here, but I have one thing that uh, I just want to ask you all about just because we were, I think, all there. Uh, thoughts about, um, it's also the, the stream image, I believe. Thoughts on uh, Final Fantasy? Oh, I'll, on 16? I'll quickly say this, since I think I might be the one that is the furthest removed from Final Fantasy 16. I have had almost no excitement for that game. Like, the setting, like, all of it didn't really look like my jam like not my favorite type of setting for final fantasy game I'm right there but, with af- you. but after we went to the 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 main theater panel mm-hmm. and got to listen to that conversation and see some more of the game i think i'm fucking in i think i'm fucking let's excited go, for this fucking game like like i'm fucking in because i think one of the other big things for me that was pushing me away was uh I don't personally care about the icon stuff like it was not like big big giga battles was like cool like cool but like it just typically final fantasy are not not necessarily like my personal 
gameplay pull. Like it's not hooking yeah. me into any game. Yeah. Um, but I think I think from what they were showing in that deeper dive, it looks like something. Yeah, it doesn't seem like a big focus, but it's there and it's kind of cool at the same time. So it's it's interesting because um, so I do I do also want to shout out while we're here. I got to see my dad twice. I got to see Yoshi P at the 14 panel and <laughs> at the 16 mm-hmm. panel. Mm-hmm. Um, 14 panel, stellar. I forgot 14 was there, yeah. Just a, just a 10-year like, Q&A of, over the course of the, the game's life and talking about moments throughout the, the game uh, and some of Yoshi P's favorite stuff. It was, it was actually a really, really nice panel. Um, but the 16 panel, I was worried because they started it, and it's like a lot of regurgitation of like basically the presentation they gave us during the media tour. And I was like, oh, no, I'm just sitting through this presentation again. Oh, no, they got me. <laughs> and then they very quickly were like, no, we want to address some of the criticisms from the media tour and from the things that people were saying online, both the media, but also just like people who saw the footage that we put out. Like, why is this game so dark? And it's like, here is a super bright area that we are playing right now. Here's me moving the joystick and the character doing like a funny little dance. Uh, here's a wide open area. Here's a town. Here's some light rpg elements we're going to talk more about those in the coming months but like here's the blacksmith and the armorer and here's the aretha stone that's going to uh where you do the arcade mode and some of the other stuff and then they showed off typhon like i, I think the last time typhon was in a final fantasy game was like six oh, they're like geez, oh, here's yeah. typhon and i'm like yeah whoa well, okay. that's the vibe they're going for yeah but uh it, it was just super nice to like see them address a lot of the stuff but then also like just play the game they showed off the load times they were like here we're gonna fast travel and it was like four seconds and i was like seemed a little long for the way you were you were bragging about it but like i'll take it it's good um and it was just nice to see them show the game like just play the game and like yeah eric and i got hands-on with that game two months ago last month or whatever that game feels feels good uh but what they did show, which they wouldn't let us see at the media tour, was the 60 FPS mode. We got to see. Oh, they the showed gra- the performance mode. Okay, yeah. good. Because when we were at the media tour, they were like, "We're working on it. We hope to have it at launch. We should." But you're gonna play 30 FPS mode, uh, and the motion blur is gonna be cranked all the way up, and it like yeah, yeah. Uh, I so want 60 a, FPS, no motion. Yeah, to blur see the performance thing. mode in action was very nice. Very mm-hmm. very nice. Hell yeah. Yeah, I feel like I'm in the minority. I actually, I'm cautiously optimistic, but I don't think it sold the game in the way I was hoping they would. Um, a lot of the things they covered were, were criticisms, sure, I get that. But like like you said, it was like, why is the whole game dark? Like that, to me, that's such a stupid thing. The whole game is obviously not going to be pitch black and at a level at night. Like that's, it, they're building a Final oh, Fantasy game. It's going to be a massive right, game. Right. Um, yeah. And so I guess it was an excuse for them to show, show off some of the, the game, but I, I don't know. Something about it, like, and they kept touting the powers of PS5 and yada, yada, yada. We know it's going to be an exclusive, whatever, fine. But, like, like you said, the load times were, like, four seconds for fast travel. Like, that, that that's fine. I don't know. It doesn't seem, it's not as fast as you're, like, bragging about. Like, okay. Yeah, that, that was the only <laughs> weird part where I was like, huh, okay. Well, like, I mean... <laughs> It's better. It's better than let me shimmy, shimmy between a fucking. Oh, it does have shimmying. Oh, it, it has shimmying. Oh, it does. Yeah, There was a lot to you though. Like, and don't get me wrong. It's a very pretty game. It's a very uh, the the visual effects and the models and the the textures. It all looks fantastic. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but you know, I noticed while they're walking through, it's like you see the very static animations of somebody who's at the market, and they're just playing the same animation on loop, talking to a vendor, and like. I, I don't know. To me, like, I love 
Final Fantasy games, uh, but it didn't necessarily feel like the huge leap I guess I was expecting. Um, it still looks great, and I still want to play it. Uh, you know, I just, I don't know. I, I'm cautiously optimistic. I think what really perfect. sold me on it was the uh, constant loop of Torgal in, in the Western <laughs> lobby yeah. that I really feel like I've been <laughs> Stockholm syndromed into loving that dog, and uh, I need to protect it with my life. Yeah, uh, I get Torgal. Yeah, yeah. Weird that they put such an emphasis on Torgal like this time around because like they obviously had Torgal in the West End and then like the name of the panel was like yes you can pet the Torgal yeah. and it's like during what we played they were like yeah Torgal's just relegated to the D-pad like do play with it or don't like it doesn't matter to us. Like, yeah you can so, flip like, an option whatever. to have it do whatever like yeah, yeah you don't it, have to think about it. It was such a just like yeah it's it's there it's a companion you can you can like mess around with and at PAX they were like no Torgal Torgal yeah. is the they, thing. They it's understood. Like, they knew. Mm. They got it. <laughs> trying to get the normies. Mm, yeah. yeah. Didn't yeah. Yoshi P have the Torgal plush? For, yeah. Look, Stray got Game of the Year nominations, and it worked for Stray. So maybe they're just really going for that Stray marketing push. You know, playing up. People love yeah. dogs for some reason. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> whoops, that slipped. My, the, my, the cat propaganda slipped out. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Anything else before we hit that hit that button? Uh, there was some like first person shooter I played with Moises. If he's still in chat, was maybe it he can help me one? out with was the it name. The one? Uh, Born was of it Bread. Born of Bread is also sick. I just want to say Born of Bread is really was good. Was it the office one? Or was it the car? No, one? it was the, the oh. multiplayer shooter with the cards. Oh, the cards. Uh, friends, 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 yes. friends. Oh, yeah, yeah. that did look really cool and fun yeah that was a lot of fun i i liked that there were so many places that had like couch co-op and couch multiplayer set up um mm. or i guess they were set up on two different screens but still like that was a fun thing to do at the event yeah yeah, yeah I, I didn't get the chance to play it but i watched alex and mike play it and they they seemed to have yeah. enjoyed their time with it yeah yeah i, I think the, for me oh no you go you go you go no yeah i mean I, it it just you know it is like a very silly shooter, but with good vibes. And even if it's like, you know, not like I was having troubles with the controls and stuff, like I would have definitely set things up differently. But um, like, even without that, like it had so much character to it. Uh, and the cards were a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a good game. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, that's just the vibes of packs to me, like, like being mm -hmm. able to just like pick up a game with a friend. Yeah. Play each other like the way we played street fighter 6 all weekend like we just went to different booths that had street fighter 6 and just like played each other because it was yep. like street fighter 6 the is thing, really good the thing to do that's like what makes packs such a fun place is like we all like the same stuff like sure we all have different tastes in games but like the fact that like we the immediacy of just like being able to walk up somewhere sit on a couch whatever play each other in a game have a good time uh just like share in each other's company uh which is like what packs has always been to me is just like a chance to be able to see y'all and hang out with y'all and do dumb shit Hell like yeah. yeah we we do actually joke uh about it but the, the mezzanine was the true game of packs because the reality is like it's, it's the heart of packs at least to me is just the the friendships and the gathering and the hanging out because the reality is i don't see all that much uh maybe once or twice a year and so it's it's really really awesome to just get together for four days of just debauchery for lack of a better term and, and not sleeping and just having fun and hanging out and playing games and it's just uh that, that is the heart and soul of PAX and I love it and I love you guys and it was a really great time and uh I was really happy to see y'all. Yeah, I mean I, I 
I share the same sentiments. Like everything else is great. Show floor is fun. Talking to indie devs, great. Blah blah blah. But like waiting for that time where it's like, when are we going upstairs? When when are we like? When are we gonna all be in the same area again together? Because like mm-hmm. we see each other throughout the day, like passing. Oh, we're in the western lobby, taking a break, getting a coffee, like in between appointments, all all this yeah. stuff. And th- those things are great too. Like I remember the first year that I met Jesse, like there were a few different times we like ended up in the Weston lobby to have lunch and it was like, Oh, let's get tasty burger. Like whatever. Like just those moments are like some of the moments that are, are, will always remember. It's like those slices and less of the on the floor, you know, quote unquote work stuff and more of the, oh, yeah. the these are the people. These, these are the reason why we're here. Um, but I think it has come to that point where Cam, don't look at the camera. Good. Don't look at the camera, Cam. <laughs> um, no, I was, Cam and I were using it last night. We were trying to help him get out of a hole he was in an emerald. Yeah, I know. We found out that that guy sucks. So, like, I that guy does. Wait, like, really? Damn. Yeah. Uh, that you hate to see it. I'm for a rewrite, Jeff. Who, who, who wrote that? Put him on blast. Yeah, who did write that? Is it? Uh, do, is they, it a... do they even include bylines like in these back in the day? Find out. I'm looking. It's Probably just written by Nintendo. <laughs> Uh, Elizabeth Hollinger. Damn. Oh, shit. I can't believe you would do that, Jesse. What a jerk. Absolute <laughs> jerk. Putting Elizabeth on blast like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if you're a regular listener to the show, you know that we end every episode with a game of some sort. But before we get into that, I want to give all of these lovely guests a moment to plug themselves, plug whatever they want to plug, plug social work, whatever they want to do. This is a damn. All right. Fine. Eric, whatever. <laughs> um, <Wow. laughs> Eric, it completely left the call. So something oh, tells me oh, definitely got turned, off. turned his computer off. Oh, hundred percent. hundred percent. He's going to have to speed run to get back on for the, uh, for the game. So we'll, we'll just kick it in order. So cam, if you want to plug whatever you want to plug, the floor is yours. My good friend. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna have some previews up on IGN probably next week. Uh, I got yeah. The, 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 there was a GameCube panel that's gonna be on. Uh, I think that's already up. I think that's up. It's on Left yeah. Line Game Game Club yeah. or whatever. Yes. Yep, there, there's that. Um, I should know that, but I don't. Um, and then there, I was on a vinyl panel with Jesse, but that was only in person. So if you missed out, you missed out. Yeah. And, uh, Had to be there. And then um, I was on a uh, video game music uh, panel uh, for uh, Lukewarm Games, uh, where I preached the good word of uh, Blood and Heroes Trails in the Sky, as I did all, throughout all of PAX. I can't believe this is the first time you brought that that series up. We're not going <laughs> to harp on it, but I'm, I can't believe that it took until now to do that. Uh, can you plug your other project or no? I guess it, I don't know if it matters at this point of the game, but... Uh, uh, Kingdom Hearts. Uh, yeah, unlocking Kingdom Hearts. I mean, you can plug that too, but never oh, mind. Yeah, the other thing, the other thing, uh, it's not. We're not. Gotcha, gotcha, being, gotcha. Yeah, that's fine. Not yet, not yet, not yet. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Unlocking Kingdom Hearts, Kingdom Hearts podcast. If you want to get into Kingdom Hearts, uh, you know that's a this is a good podcast to like kind of uh, learn what makes that series great, and um, and uh, we should be releasing our next episode uh soon. Uh, we have waited a long time since the last episode, and 
you know, originally I did say it was going to be when they're ready, but uh, this is definitely not as long as I uh, originally wanted it to take to get episodes out. Um, but, you know, that's coming out soon. So keep an eye out for that. And then I'm on Twitter at Cam Final Mix. Um, Eric again. And I got tickets to see twice, and I'm very, very excited. Hell yeah. Hell I helped yeah. That was, that was an event. I gave him, I gave was him an my early... Wi-Fi information. That was the Wednesday night, the Wednesday night or Wednesday day. Dub. Yeah. Uh, Todd just texted me, yo, you want me to get you some broccoli? What does that mean? Oh, what broccoli. Mean? I love Naruto. <laughs> mm, mm-hmm. No Blue Lock tonight. I can't believe this wasn't a Blue Lock podcast. That's oh, I was, I was, yeah, I was going to plug Blue Lock at the end. You, you totally... Damn. You ruined it. Oh, I'm sorry. Also, I want uh, Kelly's roast beef really bad. Mm. Listen, I, no offense to Kelly's roast beef. It was my first beef when I was a young lad, and it's fine. It's a serviceable beef. Next year, I'm going to get you a real beef. Not, not oh, that it's not a real oh, beef. I'm going to oh. get you a much better beef. There's an even better one. Oh. There are many better beefs than Kelly's. Oh. Like, I had, when I tweeted out that I had got Kelly's for y'all, I had to preface that tweet very specifically because people who live here... Uh, if they if I didn't write that the way I wrote it, they'd be like, "This motherfucker brought these people to Kelly's." The fuck is he doing? Um, Kelly's is like the the where beef originated. It's like the 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 like the original beef, but it's not the best beef. Uh, uh, like far from the best beef. But Jesse, what about what about yourself, my young sir? Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Jesse Vitelli. If you made it to Young Elmo, you found the right place. Hell yeah. Um, hell yeah hell you can yeah. find my writing at primagames.com. I will have zero PAX previews up because I was not there for work. So if you're looking for PAX stuff, there's plenty of other places to go find it. You aren't going to find it by me. Um, I was on an episode of Voicemail Dump Truck today on Giant Bomb. If you want to go check that out, that was a good time. We talked about oh, yeah. the Mount Rushmore of Ska. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you if you want to know who Michael Hyam and I uh, put up on the Mount Rushmore of Ska, you can go find that out. Uh, was yeah. there a Fortnite drop in there? Did anyone bring up Alien or no? No, no. Damn. No, Kick we cans. had to talk about the real one. Uh, the re- the real the reels, okay. like okay. mustard plug. Real big fish. Mm-hmm. Real big fish mm-hmm. did not make Mount Rushmore. I'll tell you that. Streetlight. What's up? Streetlight. Streetlight was number one. Mm. Fuck yeah! All right. Uh, uh, question: yeah. Where uh, you said that we uh, where we can get your uh, your words and stuff, but where can we get your bars, Young Elmo? Young Elmo, uh, you can find my bars uh, on SoundCloud at okay. Do Not Contact Me. Um, also, there was a video game trivia panel uh, at PAX, and that will be up, I think, sometime next week. I think mm-hmm. Jacob said. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. So, if you follow me on Twitter, I will share that when it happens. Hell yeah! But until then, do not contact me. We're gonna have to go for the triple crown, Jesse. Every, everywhere that there's a video game trivia panel, we're gonna have to team up and uh, form a Voltron and, and take oh, that dub. Remember, you know? I won the PAX. The PAX. West. Yeah, we need to have a showdown between us now. So yeah, I mean, um, listen, and, listen. However, and, and, and Roxley will say it herself because she said it then. I carried the team, so it's like one of those things where like it was basically just me. And I, I was filling in for Rock. So, so, so you're Rock trying was to say to be that... on that panel, and I ended up being on it. I know. I uh, was like, wait, why is why was Roxley replaced? Uh, I guess she didn't. I uh, wasn't able to come or something like that. Damn. I do. I do very quickly want to say though, uh, not to hold this up, but uh, after the panel, my ring fell behind the um, the stage, <laughs> and we held up the following panel for like 15 minutes while we had to try and get it because it was an expensive ring, and I wasn't about to just ditch it. And so the enforcers had to call someone, and Brendan took his shirt off to try and climb underneath mm-hmm. the stage. Mm-hmm. But there were all the like bars from the um, the platform, 
And then some other guy came and said, do you look, do you see this badge? This means that it's my fault. And then he crawled under and got it. <laughs> uh, and Jacob gave me a tripod and I was trying to like get it in there and like get the ring. It was a whole process, but we got it back. We survived. It's, it's here. We got it. Hell yeah. Damn. Hell yeah. Damn. We made it. You asked where Jesse's bars were. They were under the stage that we had the bail on. That's where Jesse's <laughs> bars were. Uh, Dan, how about, how about yourself? Um, no if you social. don't want people to, yeah. I mean, I don't, I'm on Twitter, but like I'm private and I'm not going to retweet you or look at your tweets. Um, <laughs> Powerful. Absolutely. Honest, yeah. Yeah. It's honest. You it's know basically I mean? there so that when someone the link, I can get the tweet and not ask to log in. You know? Okay. Okay. I like it. I like it. I like you it. can, you can, my uh, comics ring at aitcomics.com. Hell yeah. Occasionally. Haven't Hell done yeah. it in a while, but I'll get Hell back yeah. there. Best slice of pizza in New York, Dan. I feel like we talked about this. It, there's so much pizza. Okay. All right. If you were going to get a slice right now, delivered to your face from anywhere in New York, like right at this exact moment. Whatever's the fastest. Like, wow. <laughs> so 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 Every pizza is teleported to your face over, right now. Under, yeah, New York pizza overrated sounds like. All, no, all this, it's not overrated. No, no, it's, it's, it's so many high, good options. It's so good. much high-quality yeah, pizza. All good, high yeah. Quality, yeah. Yeah. Worst, correct, worst piece of pizza to, for me to not get that's hyped up. Little Caesars. What? I don't a chain. It don't don't come to New York and get a chain pizza. They okay. Just don't do it. Right. Yeah. If you come to New York, we'll go to Arthur Ave. We'll there go we to go. John's on Bleecker Street. There we go. See, that's what I wanted. I just I'm making a list when I go to New York. I can just go eat pizza twice. and not have to interact York, with anybody. I can just pizza. I can just get pizza without you know just secretly get pizza. This is a secret pizza run. I get you, Mike, Michael, me, who me? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess. guess. I got, I got nothing to pitch. Uh, if That's you want to follow me, it's at micro 525 uh, At some point, I'll start up reporting or 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 journalizing, Ming journalizing again. Uh, <laughs> posting online yeah, it's, again. It's a booming uh, industry. You should get yeah, into it. I hear. I hear. I'll get back in there. <laughs> Definitely at some leave point. your current job for it. <laughs> no, no, no. It's a, it's a fun little hobby project. Uh, well, you know, little YouTube videos here and there, whatever. But uh, yeah, just at Micro Five Two Five. If you want to follow me, uh, and if you got you got some spare change in your pocket, you got a dollar or two, you got nothing to do with it, donate it to the Cookie Brigade. It's a great cause. Money goes to to children in uh, hospitals, child's play. Uh, yeah, always always trying to help yeah, out. That's so a break in one million. Oh, we yeah. broke a million dollars at Pass East for eight thousand dollars in yeah. uh, the course of the weekend. So, uh, very excited about that and want to continue that. So, if you got you got a buck or two, you're not going to do anything with it. Why uh, buy a pizza slice? Go go give it to go give it to the kids. Hell yeah, you love to hear it. You love to see it. Support Child's Play, Cookie Brigade. Oh yeah, Eric, close close us out on the on the outros here. Oh, let me run through the outro. I'm Eric. You can find me by day over at Destructoid.com where I do a lot of blogging. Been writing a lot of Zelda lately alongside all my packs write-ups, you know. Weird. Heard the Zelda game's hot, so, uh, you know, apparently just got to write about it. Uh, (laughs) Seriously, though, I I have enjoyed some of the stuff I've written over there recently, so please go read it. Uh, Also, by night, you can find me uh, at the currently on hiatus Normandy FM. We are working on getting a near season up and running at some point, but you can find all of our backlogs of Mass Effect, Dragon Age, all that stuff back there. I'm also on Axe of the Blood God, a weekly independent RPG podcast with Kat Bailey and Nadia Oxford, where we 
just kind of talk about the RPGs of the day. And uh, we've got a ton of good stuff coming up there, too, including I guess I'll just tease it here because there's no better place to do so. Uh, We're doing a charity stream again this year. Uh, We are still finalizing when that is going to happen. But that was a big event we did last year that went super well. And we would like to repeat it again this year. Uh, Brendan here was on it. Jesse was on it. Uh, we'll have to have a big time and, and have Those a good time. Those clowns be it. moving. Those clowns do be moving. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, no, we'll, we'll have a good time. So, yeah, go check all that stuff out. Check out everybody else's stuff, too. It'll be a good time. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Don't follow Jesse. He said no. Uh, but but please send any complaints about this episode to Jesse on Twitter. 100%. Yes, absolutely. Actually, yeah, going forward, the, I'm going to end every episode. It Jesse was messed the... up that I got heckled at every panel. <laughs> I showed up to all y'all's panels, and I got heckled at every single one it. of them. You lived for it. You enjoyed it. I know you did. That was your secret, secret uh, favorite moment of PAX. Look, you got, you got heckled, but not as much as Cam got heckled at our Tinder panel uh, for, for the crime of enjoying Master Chief as a person. <laughs> Oh, I like Master Chief. I'm gonna show you. No, that's not what I. No, yeah, I don't think that's what happened. I think you're. I think you're misremembering that. No, no, it was the the are they better than Master Chief or not that became the new scale that that we measured everything by. I just like when Mike got up there. My Mike got up there and said, "Uh, Goofy from Kingdom Hearts." Mm, mm -hmm. Goofy from Kingdom Hearts specifically. That was my highlight of the show. Not from Uh, the Goofy movie video game. So. Before we end, like I had alluded to, we end every episode with a little game. The leaderboard for the year, I'm not going to read off the the past the controller leaderboard because they are not here right now, and they are not going to get any points. But for the guest leaderboard, Jesse, I misspoke. You have two points this year. So Jesse currently the only guest on the leaderboard right now. So this is a chance for some of y'all to either steal some points from Jesse and get yourself up here, or build up Jesse's lead. So we're going to start with the OG game, which is a little game we like to call What's in the Box. What's in the Box, if you're wondering, is a game where I pull random games off the shelf behind me, read the back of the box. (laughs) Whoever gets the game first gets a point. You don't have to buzz in. (laughs) You don't have to buzz in. You just have to shout out your guess. And I apologize for this mix of games that I pulled. But without further ado, game number one. Shovel Knight. Incorrect. You do, in <laughs> fact, need the full title of this game. Mm-hmm. Shovel Knight Treasure Trove. Incorrect. Oh, that, that, that is good. I'm glad I didn't pull that game. Because I almost <laughs> did. No, that game's mid. Seize the Truth. I, I feel like I already know what this is. I can't think Doesn't of it. sound like you do. Doesn't sound like good an answer. Yeah, it's Babylon's Fall. Incorrect. I wish I had a physical copy of Babylon's Fall. When a convicted man reveals the location of a murder victim, blank blank is called to revisit an impossible case of two simultaneous crimes. Pull no punches in this action noir thriller that put both your sleuthing skills and blank to the test. Is this judgment? Oh, oh incorrect. It. Oh, I was going to say lost judgment. judgment. Jesse steals the point. It is indeed oh, lost judgment. Too. Damn. Can I get half a point? 
Uh, no. I have to yeah. defer to the judge, Mike. Mike in the chat. Does is there a is there a one point for an incorrect an- for a non full title? I couldn't think of the second I couldn't think of the second name of the game. If there wasn't also a game called Judgment, I may have been more willing to give you a point there. Right, right. We refer to Judgment as Judge Eyes in this house. Mm. As Judge Eyes? <laughs> I, I, it's <laughs> Christian name. Title. <laughs> okay, okay. Christian name. Again, you do in, in fact need the full Christian. title of game number two. Judgment. Wilman. In this, I apologize. Oh, sorry. Mike swag. says, "Let the man get his points." All right. He gets All half right. a point. Oh, right. oh Mike, look, we sent it Mike to Mike's ruled. ruling, and Mike, Mike said, ruled. "Mike ruled." Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll give a parentheses point five if it comes into play later. Mike, Mike know, says, there. "Look, one of these guests going to be back on." Damn, I'm Mike said, us, bro. <laughs> Listen, I'm a stickler for the rules like this in games. Yeah, it's, and, a, it's and, a parentheses. And the rules ruling. have been ruled. Yeah, it's a parentheses yeah. point. Also, no, Mike's no. right now. No. Parentheses points function differently. DM Mike says it's really clear. I apologize again. This is probably a devil horns. When two heroes cross paths, the fate of the universe awakens. On a routine transport mission, Blank Blank's spaceship is attacked by the Blank Federation. Star Ocean, the Divine Force? Oh what my the god, fuck? I was literally Mike, about to Mike? fucking say that. I'm not what? even kidding. I was like, what was the name of that Star Ocean game? Damn. Oh Damn. my god. On the I board. Never gotten that. Yeah, no. never. Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. Oh yeah. I'm I knew it was Star Ocean. I just didn't remember the freaking subtitle. The Divine I, I was like, damn, Brendan's a sicko for Star Trek. Who knew? <laughs> who who played? Why did you buy that? You don't need that. Lucas no, no one Lucas, needs that. Lucas thought it was all right. I want to fun fact you. What do you think this game is? It's fucking yeah, okay, sealed, okay, baby. Yeah, yeah. yeah but that's Anyways. like ninety five percent of your collection. I've already seen that shit. I've already seen that shit on clearance. <laughs> <laughs> game number three. You do, in fact, need the full title of this game. The era of myths gives way to an era of great turmoil. Sure. The world of men is mired. Whoa. In an age of war, which rages for years on end. Oh, Jesse, for honor. Incorrect. I, I appreciate the dozen, but incorrect. Immortals, Phoenix Rising. Incorrect. A band of elite mercenaries calling themselves the Blank Blank arise amidst the flames and the chaos. Their fates and valiant deeds to be sung in ages yet to come. But when all is said Stranger and done, of Paradise, Redemption Reapers, both incorrect. When all is said and done, will the name the blank blank come to signify hope or darkest tragedy? Is this Berserk? Incorrect. Do you own the Berserk game? Okay, never mind. <laughs> Wild shot in the dark. Is this Killzone Shadowfall? Incorrect. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> Deep, strategic, real-time blank battles. Real-time blank battles. Is this the Diofield Chronicle? It is indeed the Diofield. That's my my address. What is that? I was like, what? Is this this Brendan doxing himself? (laughs) Is my address on there or just my name? I mean, it it was super blown out, so it didn't matter either. It it was just all your credit card information. Yeah. Yeah. 
Damn, Eric MLB ninety-eight. That game was that game was. I was thinking, I was just like, man, Valkyrie Elysium. Like those three games came. I thought about. I was thinking like Triangle Strategy. Yeah, I was thinking like. Oh, that would have been good. Triangle Strategy. Yeah, I didn't. Alex in the chat says, "I am Jesus Christ." He also said, "Legacy of Goku." Now, okay, this game has a. You need to get that long a title, huh? <laughs> you have to give me most of the title. Oh God! Okay. If, okay. If in your first guess, you give me the entire title, two points. Okay. But it has to be the same. You can't pause. It's a string. String. You say you're saying it all at once. All legends have a beginning. Play as blank. Operative blank blank and trigger the events that lead up to blank blank blank. Is this Crisis Core Final Fantasy 7 re something? I'm going to give you two points oh, for all so yeah. this. Reunion. I was so close. Let's is go. that what it is? It's reunion? Reunion. Yeah, yeah, I, reunion. Could, I couldn't think of that. I was about to pull the box out of my shelf, though. <laughs> and with the two point <laughs> dunk. <laughs> All right, we're gonna. We have, I think I would have got three points for that. Okay, okay. Game number five? Four, right? Something like that. Four. Five. Four. Five. I have Lost Judgment, Star Ocean, Dio Field, Final Fantasy. Yeah. Oh, oh okay, right, okay. Right. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. Head to blank, where the free spirited hunt for treasure never ends. Dragon Quest Treasures? I should have omitted the word treasure, Let's apparently. Go! <laughs> Damn. Cam gets sure. the point. All right, and we're going to end on a fan favorite. A game we like to call Answer Unlocked. Where I read different achievements slash trophies for a game, and you have to guess the game based on that information. First person to get it correctly gets the point. Game number one. Storm Survivor. Complete Boy. chapter one. Incorrect. Fortnite Save the World. Incorrect. Marine Mates. Complete Chapter 2. One Piece Odyssey? Incorrect. Bug Buddies. Game. Oh, Bug Snacks. 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 Incorrect. Oh. Incorrect. I Can Fly. Can... Complete Chapter 4. It Takes Two. Incorrect. Triumph for Trees. Complete Chapter 5. Is this Kirby and the Forgotten... Whatever. Does Incorrect. Game have achievements? Games have achievements? I don't I don't know. I'm just some throwing them, shit out some there of them see what have, sticks. Some of them do have in game achievements. Yeah. Is it, uh, yeah. Is it um Outriders? Incorrect. Kitty Companion. Is it East Eight Lacromosa of Dana? No, it's not. <laughs> Kitty is it Companion. Stranger of Paradise? Incorrect. Complete chapter six. Ray. Incorrect. Children of Chess, complete chapter seven. I'm only continuing to do the chapter ones because I think it's. I think the names of these are. Is it? <laughs> is it funny. very misleading? Oh, is it Psychonauts two? Yes, it's not Psychonauts two. Is it Final Fantasy seven remake? Incorrect. In love at last, complete chapter eight. Feelings. Is, it, is this Killzone Shadowfall? <laughs> <Incorrect>. <laughs> is is it? Is it 
No one in the uh, chat has it yet. Is it Dragon Quest Eleven: Echoes of an Elusive Age? Incorrect. But I was going to pull that instead of Treasures. So I should have a point. No, because we're not no. doing that game. No. That's not how it works. Oh, okay. Painted Perfection. Complete Chapter 10. Zero to Hero. Complete Chapter 11. Sifu? No. Balance Restored. Defeat you say, Blank. You said nothing. Oh, it's not Sifu, sorry. A, okay. Balan Wonderworld, baby. It is indeed Balan Wonderworld. Oh my god. Let's go! I don't know how I any hear, of I didn't the... hear the... Balance Restored. Balance Restored. Balan and uh... Lamp lose at the end of Balan Wonderworld <laughs> and become Balans. The name of wow. those other achievements makes no fucking sense. Game number two. I can't wait to play that game. Sorry, go ahead. You should. You should <laughs> wait to play that game. <laughs> Together again. Complete all stages and rescue all blank blank. Hmm. Uh, Sonic Frontiers. Incorrect. Disaster Report for Summer Memories. Uh, no, I don't what? know what you said, but it's wrong. <laughs> uh, I gotta skip some of these. Sorry, you don't know Disaster Report? That's, that's disappointing. Oh, Disaster Report. That's yes. a good yeah, game. Yeah. Legendary Peacekeeper. Complete the game without restarting on hard difficulty. Jack 2. Incorrect. Restarting? Halo Infinite. Incorrect. We can work it out. Don't attack the first. Don't attack for the first thirty seconds of a boss battle. Is this um? Fury? Fury? Oh, that was incorrect. Yeah. yeah. Is this Sifu? Okay. Incorrect. I would. I would. I would say a Haven. Would... Is it Haven? Incorrect. Beefed up. Activate all ability boosts at the same time. Hi-Fi Rush. Incorrect. I was Anthem. about to say that. Incorrect. Okay. Hades? Incorrect. Seven golden letters. Complete any stage with a 100% absorption rate. Absorption? This is Overwatch. Is this the gunk? <laughs> Incorrect. Incorrect again. Absorption rate? <laughs> is this a Katamari game? Is this Katamari? We love Katamari. Incorrect. And I will save you. It is not a Katamari game. Okay. Okay, thank you. I'm convinced that Boises is just listing games that he enjoys. Yeah, he's on, he's on list of video games on Wikipedia. <laughs> Killzone Shadowfall. My absorption rate. You, you only live twice. Complete any stage with just a single death. Is it um oh fucking neon white? Incorrect. Fuel is expensive. Complete any stage by dashing only nine times or less. Recore. Incorrect. But I'm getting closer. Mighty number nine. It is indeed mighty number nine. Mike gets wow. a point, baby. What oh. the fuck? That's I hate that that was closer. Uh, <laughs> and the mighty final game to close <laughs> the show out. Uh, you do indeed need the entire title of this game. Oh, good. Mm. Good. We've been very good at that so far. <laughs> the GOAT. Achieve the highest true skill rating possible in any ranked online game mode. Madden 23. <laughs> Incorrect. 
It's like true skill. What is it like FIFA? FIFA twenty three? Incorrect. NHL twenty three. I'll give you a hint. It does not have a number in the title. Mm, okay. The Hall of Famer has won fifty plus non consecutive ranked tournaments. Rocket League? Incorrect. The Widowmaker shut out opponents in five plus non consecutive games, any settings, and ranked online play. Not Overwatch? Overwatch? Incorrect. Overwatch Origins Edition? It's not, it's not, it's not any version of Overwatch. <laughs> NFL... Overwatch Game of the Year? <laughs> uh, Blitz the League. Incorrect. The Bigs? Incorrect. Is it a sports game? I can't be. answer this question. It's oh Tony, Tony, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Incorrect. Roller Drome. Incorrect. The Veteran. Rack up 10 plus hours of offline gameplay time. Offline? What is that? Um... <laughs> what is that? <laughs> right, I hate this. Uh... Y'all can log off. The Owner. Every character in the game has been unlocked. The tail Rainbow Six Siege. Incorrect. Incorrect. And NBA Sh- Streets Volume no. Two. Incorrect. The Taylor. Every outfit in the game has been unlocked. Dead or alive. Three. Mario American... three on three. Is it dead or alive? There are no incorrect. Numbers. Incorrect. There are no numbers in the title. Oh no. WWE Battlegrounds. Incorrect. The tourist. Every level in the game has been unlocked. Unlocked Mario Mark. Golf Super Rush. Wait, is this is this uh is this Hitman the Assassination Trilogy? Incorrect. Oh. Unlocked Carmen. Beat the All Star Circuit or dot dot dot. Sonic All Stars Transformed. Need <clears throat> for Speed Incorrect. Unbound. Is this a Forza Horizon game? Incorrect. Those have numbers in it though. Carmen. There's Sonic no Team numbers. <laughs> No numbers. Sonic Team Racing. No. Crash Team Racing? No. Unlocked Kumi. Beat the Rookie Circuit or Unlocked Jurgen. Beat the Amateur Circuit or Oh, is this Chocobo GP? Incorrect. Unlocked Soleiman. Beat the Pro Circuit or Unlocked Cassidy. Beat the rookie circuit with default settings in less than fourteen point five minutes. Or... I want to know what these other, the other, the is orgs. Is this a real game? Like <laughs> it is indeed a real game. Hot Wheels Unleashed, or whatever that game was called. Incorrect. Is this a game we've played? Like any of us have played potentially? I'm going to say that if none of us have played it, it's based on our taste. They definitely, we we definitely know this game. Okay. Do we? <laughs> Disney Speedstorm. Incorrect. The, the Graduate earned the highest score on every drill in training mode. The Cream Puff beat the amateur <laughs> circuit on default settings. The Is average. The world? Incorrect. The average Joe beat the rookie circuit on default settings. Is Trackmania? Incorrect. The natural use every character to beat any turn any of the tournament circuits. Incorrect. The chat is going wild with all these incorrect answers. Yeah, um, I can't, I can't all right, I think we're gonna have to dig into. Their... I think we're gonna have to dig into other facts of this game because 
We've read we all are, the achievements. We are done with achievements. <laughs> Gears let's, of War. Wait, is this is this SSX? Incorrect. Okay. At one point we were talking about shutouts, and then the other oh, point we were talking about wait, is, this, is this is this is, is this Cart Rider? Oh, is Cart Rider the name of a game? I no, it's not. Garfield oh. Cart Racer. Uh, no, it's uh, not steep, right? No, it's not. Steep. What's the other one? What's the other Ubisoft one? Riders Republic. Wait, is this Garfield Kart Furious Racing? Incorrect. Oh this, my god, that would have been so funny. This 2006 mm. game. Mm-hmm. Simulation game. Mm-hmm. Was, I believe, yes. It was Need originally... Speed Underground? Incorrect. It was originally an Xbox 360 exclusive. Which was then blur, blur, blur. Uh, incorrect. Oh, Xbox. That was 2002. Pure. Uh, is it Syndicate Trials Fusion? All incorrect. And then a year later was ported to the Wii in 2007. Tony Hawk's Ride. <laughs> Dead Rising. Uh, <laughs> yes, a simulation Resident game. Resident Evil Rising. Four. <laughs> incorrect. Uh, simulation game is very too. key to figuring this out. Simulation from is Xbox this, oh, exclusive is this to Little Inferno? Wii? Incorrect. Guitar Hero uh, Three: Legends of Rock. Fusion Frenzy. All incorrect. The Metacritic score for the Xbox 360 version yeah, that's is really 81, <laughs> while the Wii Metacritic score is a cool 68. Oh. Wait, what was the what was the Xbox one? 81. Like that's gonna help. 81. <laughs> Mm, IGN oh, gave this game a 7.8. Game Informer gave the Xbox version an 8 and the Wii version a 6. It's not Little Inferno. All incorrect. Okay, okay. Let's Cure? see, let's see, let's see. What's that see. the name of it? What was it? Cure? Incorrect. Cure. Uh, just... Uh, mm, hmm. Simulation. Uh, Monsters Is it Need for Speed... Need for Speed Carbon. No. Payback? Do not look Midnight at the chat City. because Andrew has gotten the game. So Midnight. do not look is at the burn, chat. Is it Burnout Paradise? Incorrect. Oh, I, I forgot about the Burnout chat. game. I can't see it anymore. Is it, uh, yeah, I wasn't is it looking at the chat. Game? I, I will answer that. I, I'll say this. Down? It is not a racing game. Oh wow! Okay. Let's just clear some of that off the board. Oh, okay. Well, you kept saying simulation. Is it like Civ? Civ? Well, si- well, is it circuit? Si- there was simulation circuit. in in regards to like you know racing games are often simulation. You know, I think I think Madden and FIFA would be considered like simulation sport games. NHL the hits. Incorrect. <laughs> he said this was on 360, and then the Wii. Then Wii. Is it the, is it the only platforms this has ever been that on? Is- I believe that it is, is so backwards wild. compatible on the Series X currently if you want to play it and download it for $15. Is it hmm. FIFA Street? Incorrect. Mm. Its announcement in March 2006 led to confusion and surprise due to its significantly different style from this developer's previous projects. It received generally positive reviews upon release with praise particularly directed at its simplicity replayability and detailed visuals mirrors the simplicity and the simulation incorrect is it world of goo incorrect 
No, because I was on like iPad and stuff too. The chat seems to have come across and figured it out. I'm I'm avoiding the chat. Yeah, I have, I have the chat minimum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't, Even I don't know there was involved. a chat. <laughs> no, we're just talking in Discord. We're just hanging out. <laughs> um, 2006 Xbox and Wii game. Xbox version clearly better than the Wii version. It produced confusion when it was announced because it's different art style from. And it was announced in the same year. It oh, came the out. Legend of Zelda Wind Waker. <laughs> I said that already. <laughs> um. God, there were only like four video games for the Wii, so I don't know why I can't think of it. Red Steel. <laughs> this game runs off of a proprietary game engine. Oh, so it's not Fortnite. Death Stranding. The title of this game PGA has the developer's name in it mm. Fuck. Uh, rockstar table tennis it is indeed a point for dan berlin oh, it is God. That's 2006 that's oh. crazy yeah 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 that I came to no Wii. I, I had no idea that was on the wii no idea i think it came to wii with with like motion controls as being the reason that's why they brought bad. it there yeah yeah definitely I can't believe that was on uh, or that was in 2006. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I couldn't. Re- it wasn't a launch title, right? It was just early in the 360, I think. I don't remember what year Honestly, the 360 came out buy, now. I should probably buy that before like Rockstar could totally uh, delist that game. I don't think it has any licensed stuff in it. I think that wouldn't get delisted for any reason. The fact that it's backwards compatible on Series X makes me think mm-hmm. it's Find played it not that long there. ago. It still plays really well. I'm being yeah. honest. I mean, from what I was reading as I was looking through this stuff, it seems like it like is a pretty good game for a table tennis game. Uh, like but it. that'll do it for this uh, cool one hour that uh, definitely didn't run <laughs> over. Uh, follow all these lovely people, interact with those lovely people, read read the stuff they do, watch the stuff they do. You know, be a nice person. You can find me. You know where to find me or don't find me. I don't really care. Uh, (laughs) We appreciate you. We'll see you next time. Take care.